Oh. <coughs> Good morning. Actually, I'll just put this to off. <coughs> or that's better. There we go. Good morning. Uh, it's RBT reading live. A bit of a tall hair here. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's Tuesday, everyone. Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And it's lush outside. So bright in the morning. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, we're in Genesis 33. So chugging along, isn't it? Through Genesis. Chapter 33. Chapter 33. Um, and uh, we're going to try and get the 35. Still haven't made up that one we lost. This should be good, though. This should be all right. This should be all right. Yay, yay. <coughs> the Genesis 33. Soon, we'll go soon. So Jacob um, put all these tributes before um, him because Esau's come in with his men. Well, a hundred or something, really. Um, and then I think he's going to meet him in this chapter. Oh, it is nice outside. Started off nice yesterday, but then it clouded over, didn't it? Hopefully, won't do that today. Okay, here we go. Let's do it. Jacob looked up and there was Esau coming with his 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel and the two maidservants. He put the maidservants and their children in front, Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Joseph in the rear. He himself went on ahead and bowed down to the ground seven times as he approached his brother. But Esau ran to meet Jacob and embraced him. He threw his arms around his neck and kissed him, and they wept. Then Esau looked up and saw the women and children. Who are these with you? he asked. Jacob answered, These are the children God has graciously given to your servant. Then the maidservants and the children approached and bowed down. Next, Leah and her children came and bowed down. Last of all came Joseph and Rachel, and they too bowed down. Esau asked, what do you mean by all these droves I met? To find favour in your eyes, my lord, he said. But Esau said, I already have plenty, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. No, please, said Jacob. If I have found favour in your eyes, accept this gift from me. For to see your face is like seeing the face of God. Now that you have received me favourably, please accept the present that was brought to you. For God has been gracious to me and I have all I need. And because Jacob insisted, Esau accepted. Then Esau said, let us be on our way. I'll accompany you. But Jacob said to him, my Lord knows that the children are tender and that I must care for the ewes and cows that are nursing their young. If they are driven hard just one day, all the animals will die. So let my Lord go on ahead of his servant while I move along slowly at the pace of the droves before me and that of the children until I come to my Lord in Seir. Esau said, then let me leave some of my men with you. Oh, but why do that? Jacob asked. Just let me find favour in your eyes. 
in the eyes of my Lord. So that day Esau started on his way back to Seir. Jacob, however, went to Succoth, where he built a place for himself <clears throat> and made shelters for his livestock. That is why the place is called Succoth. After Jacob came from Paddan Aram, he arrived safely at the city of Shechem and Canaan and camped within sight of the city. For a hundred pieces of silver, he bought from the sons of Hamar, the father of Shechem, the plot of ground where he pitched his tent. There he set up an altar and called it Al Elohe Israel. Now Dina, the daughter of Leah, sorry, now Dina, the daughter Leah had born to Jacob, went out to visit the women of the land. When Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite, the ruler of that area, saw her, he took her and raped her. His heart was drawn to Dina, Jake, daughter of Jacob, and he loved the girl and spoke tenderly to her. But Shechem said to his father Hamor, get me this girl as my wife. When Jacob heard that his daughter Dina had been defiled, his sons were in the fields with his livestock, so he kept quiet about it until they came home. Then Shechem's father Hamor went out to talk to with Jacob. Now Jacob's sons had come in from the fields as soon as they heard what had happened. They were filled with grief and fury because Shechem had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing that should not be done. But Hamor said to them, my son Shechem has his heart set on your daughter. Please give her to him as his wife. Intermarry with us, give us your daughters and take your, our daughters for yourselves. You can settle among us, the land is open to you. Live in it, trade in it and acquire property in it. Then Shechem said to Dina's father and brothers, let me find favour in your eyes and I will give you whatever you ask. <coughs> Make the price for the bride and the gift I am to bring as great as you like and I'll pay whatever you ask me. Only give me the girl as my wife. Because their sister Dina had been defiled, Jacob's sons replied deceitfully as they spoke to Shechem and his father Hamer. They said to them, we can't do such a thing. We can't give our sister to a man who is not circumcised. That would be a disgrace to us. We will give our consent to you on, on one condition only, that you become like us by circumcising all your males. Then we will give you our daughters and take your daughters for ourselves. We'll settle among you and become one people with you. But if you will not agree to be circumcised, we'll take our sister and go. Their approval, sorry, their proposal seemed good to Hamer and his son Shechem. The young man who was the most honoured of all his father's household, lost no time in doing what they said because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. So Hamer and his son Shechem went to the gate of their city to speak to their fellow townsmen. These men are friendly toward us, they said. Let them live in our land and trade in it. The land has plenty of room for them. We can marry their daughters and they can marry ours. But the men will consent to live with us as one people only on the condition that our males be circumcised as they themselves are. Won't their livestock, their property and all their other animals become ours? So let us give our consent to them and they will settle among us. All the men who went out of the city gate agreed with Hamer and his son Shechem and every male in the city was circumcised. Three days later, while all of them were still in pain, Jacob, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dina's brothers, took their swords and attacked the unsuspecting city, killing every male. They put Hamer and his son Shechem to the sword and took Dina from Shechem's house and left. The sons of Jacob came upon the dead bodies and looted the city where their sister had been defiled. They seized their flocks and herds and donkeys and everything else of theirs in the city and out in the fields. They carried off all their wealth and all their women and children, taking as plunder everything in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, 
you have brought trouble on me by making me a stench to the Canaanites and the Perizzites, the people living in this land. We are few in number, and if they join forces against me and attack me, I and my household will be destroyed. But they replied, should, we have treated, should he have treated our sister like a prostitute? Then God said to Jacob, go up to Bethel and settle there and build an altar there to God who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, get rid of the foreign gods you have with you and purify yourselves and change your clothes. Then come up, come, let us go up to Bethel where I will build an altar to God who answered me in the day of my distress and who has been with me <clears throat> wherever I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods they had and the rings in their ears, and Jacob buried them under the oak at Shechem. They th then they set out, and the tower of God fell upon the towns all around them, so that no one pursued them. Jacob and all the people with him came, from, came to Luz, that is Bethel, in the land of Canaan. There he built an altar, and he called the place El Bethel, because it was there that God revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died and was buried under the oak below the Bethel. So it was named Alon Bacuth. After Jacob returned from Paddan Aram, God appeared to him again and blessed him. God said to him, your name is Jacob, but you will no longer be called Jacob. Your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and increase in number. A nation and a community of nations will come from you and kings will come out from your body. The land I give to Abraham and Isaac, I also give to you. And I will give this land to your descendants after you. Then God went up from him at the place where he had talked with him. Jacob set up a stone pillar at the place where God had talked to him, and he poured out a drink offering on it. He also poured oil on it. Jacob called the place where God had talked with him Bethel. When they moved on from Bethel, while they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth and had great difficulty. And as she was having great difficulty in childbirth, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid for you have another son. As she breathed her last, for she was dying, she named her son Ben-Onai, but his father named him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Over her tomb, Jacob set up a pillar, and to this day that pillar marks Rachel's tomb. Israel moved on again and pitched his tent beyond Migdal Eddah. While Israel was living in that region, Reuben went and slept with his father's concubine, Billah, and Israel heard of it. Jacob had 12 sons, the sons of Leah, Reuben, the firstborn of Jacob, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun, the sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, the sons of Rachel's maidservant, Billah, Dan, and Naphtali, the sons of Leah's maidservant, Zilpah, Gad, and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Paddan Aram. Jacob came home to his father Isaac in Mamre, near Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had stayed. Isaac lived 180 years, then he breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people, old and full of years. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Yeah, we'll leave it there. That's the 35. It's class. Um, yeah, I don't know. We see in it like God's, this is the church, isn't it? Uh, the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, and uh, yeah, they just eat the they deal deceitfully, don't they, with the, their neighbours and I don't know, it's, it's all that's the tricky one, isn't it? Um, yeah, just their outrage, isn't it, for justice for their, for their sister and yeah, tricksy. Um, but you but you can start to tell, isn't it, that the things are not good. Um, yeah, and which way it's, it's kind of heading, you know, exile, isn't it, is the end of the book. 
um, that they're taken to Egypt. And it's like uh, you can see the sort of rumblings, you know, of that sort of uh, that way of life and that way of living. Um, yeah, but it's lovely. Verse 35, isn't it? Even all that sort of stuff has happened. Uh, the Lord takes him to Bethel and there uh, just kind of speaks to him again, isn't it? Like such um, uh, such key moments, aren't there? Like Abraham had that. And um, yeah, so there's this like speak it out, isn't it? Of, his, of the Lord's purposes uh, for his church, even though his church. Um, yeah, such a such a mix of desire and um yeah, like just it morphs into just cruelty and all that sort of stuff. But yet God's yeah, still comes and speaks these things to his church, and it um he is he's so patient and generous and merciful. I uh, hope you have a great day today. God bless you. Uh, enjoy the weather. Uh, remember from Sunday night that the creation teaches us <coughs> as you look out, <coughs> it teaches you something of, of Jesus <coughs> and his purposes towards us. And yeah. All the best. Take care. See you soon. Bye-bye.